Welcome to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers Podcast, where we share the latest information and views from industry leaders. Hi, I'm Kim Marcellus, Senior Editor at McKnight's Long-Term Care News. Today, I have with me Patty Embry, Chief Operating Officer and Vice President of Innovation at Vincentian, a collaborative care system in the Pittsburgh area that runs three nursing homes, several senior care settings, and a child care center. The not-for-profit organization recently added a new service line to its offerings, catering. It's an ingenious new community service and revenue stream for Vicentian, and I appreciate you joining me to talk about it, Patty. Thank you so much, Kim, for having me today. Absolutely. So let's start at the beginning and talk a little bit about the program. You're calling it Unconventional Kitchen. Tell me what it is, who's involved, and why maybe it's a little unconventional for the business that you're in. Absolutely. So the Unconventional Kitchen is a mission-oriented, full-service catering line that we've recently launched to the Pittsburgh market for really looking at different products of meals for one, meals for some, and meals for a crowd. So we launched this on the premise of really looking at how we could be more self-reliant and really create our own momentum as far as a new revenue stream. As we all know, there's a gap between what we receive from our Medicaid payments and our reimbursements to what we really provide as a provision of care. So looking at this was, and other progressive service lines, a way for us to be more self-reliant was there a brainstorming strategy where you were looking for this? Or did somebody just say, we have a kitchen and we're not using it enough? What was the actual genesis there? Well, I think a little bit of both, because what we have done really in retrospect, we, at the same time of our convent, where our sisters, the population is diminishing a little bit, and we had sisters that were really being cared for in the convent, I mean, in an infirmary setting. We looked at that and saw that they were actually moving out and the population was dwindling. They had a beautiful commercial kitchen in the convent, along with a bakery that was pristine and in good working order. So when we were also looking for ways to have other revenue streams within our organization, this was almost a no-brainer. We already serve residents well in our culinary service line. So we knew this was something that was a mission-oriented service that we already do and we do well. So if we expanded this and we took it to the Pittsburgh market, we could actually benefit from people that would pay a market price for something that we would deliver a great service to. But you've already mentioned it's unconventional. Of course, we're playing on the key convent as Mm -hmm. you know, the key on that award, but we're also offering very unique menu items. So, and it's just not what typically nursing homes do is offer a catering line. So that makes it also unconventional. Absolutely. So in terms of just the operation, did you have to hire additional staff? Obviously, this had to have a business plan before you launched it, but I'm just wondering how big of a reach it might have been for you to get it off the ground. So the reach was really not difficult because, again, it was a service that we were already providing to our residents in the Pittsburgh area. So it was really extending it to another market. We did, however, because it's its own commercial kitchen in a different setting than any of our facilities, we did go and hire an executive chef, some cooks, a baker, and actually a driver that will help deliver these meals and the food to not only our residents, but to our external audience also. Okay, so you mentioned a little bit about some of the revenue issues. We'll come back to that in a minute, but I wanted to do some scene setting. If you would tell us a little bit about your nursing homes 
and the challenges that they have faced in the last couple of years operationally, financially, I think they're going to resonate with a lot of listeners. Absolutely. I mean, it's always been a profession that has had its challenges, but most recently, of course, with the pandemic, we have really faced difficult times. The thought of this extra revenue stream really did come at the beginning of COVID and when we were dealing with a lot of challenges, as well as looking at the increased cost of care. As we may have mentioned, everybody knows this, the cost of care has gone up exponentially with the labor force issues, paying sometimes double to triple the amount for an agency nurse to help provide care for our residents as well as just the cost of supplies in general has gone up tremendously. So we're looking at Vincentian at about a 40% increase in our cost of care, 40% more to provide care to our residents. We have an $11 million a gap, which we are if uncompensated care, and that has been last year and the previous year during COVID. So really looking at that, here's a good example. It's $420 a day for us to care for a resident, long-term care resident in our home. And our Medicaid reimbursement is $240. So you can see the difference in what it costs to deliver care and then what we're actually being reimbursed with. So again, these are things that we know, we have known, but we absolutely want to be able to be a little bit more self-reliant and less dependent on those reimbursements. And I love the idea that while this is a business, it's still a service. I think I read something about the program that identified a single mom was stopping to pick up some meals. Can you talk about who has shown interest in the program so far in terms of customers? Absolutely. So we started this internally just to make sure that we were handling everything well. We wanted to exceed the expectations of our customers, but we really didn't want to miss the mark. So we started with our internal audience of our independent living residents and our personal care residents and offered them meals for one. So they could go ahead and order a meal and we would deliver that on a daily basis. From there, we expanded into what we called Meals for Some, which was our family meals product line. And the family meals serves anywhere between four to six members of a family. And we were truly targeting our child care parents. We were really trying to make sure that they had a day that they may be able to drop off their child, pick up their child, and not have to worry about running home and rushing and getting fast food or to prepare a meal for an entire family. So that was our very first take at the external audience, and they really enjoyed the offering. They enjoyed the food. So when we saw that that was working well, we did extend into a full-service catering line with a bakery to the external market. And right now, I think that we are looking at most interests being right in our area, maybe servicing somebody who in our local churches, we're looking at weddings. So we've been able to cater many offerings to the Pittsburgh market. That's great. Let me know when you can deliver about five hours east. I'm in Eastern PA. So (laughs) (laughs) I would be in your demographic there. (laughs) Perfect. So Go back to the idea of a service that supports the broad mission of your organization. Going forward, just talk a little bit about why this makes sense and why things like this could be important to keeping your nursing homes, your organization, but also others self-reliant as we go forward. Absolutely. 
Well, I think that trends have shown that the reimbursement rates and the government dependency that we have, and there's a lot of people in line waiting for money at the government line, that we have seen that it's never and probably most likely will not catch up to what our cost of care is. This is not a temporary condition, what we're dealing with. I think we all hoped that once COVID was resolved or we were in a different place, that things would get back to normal. But I do believe this is our new normal. So we have to be creative. We have to be creative and innovative in our processes to think about how we can make sure that we get additional revenue in and that maybe the service that you're offering will bear a market price so that you are not looking at a deficit before you even open up a new service line. Again, our service lines are something that we already do. So we are very comfortable with expanding that to another market. So we're not trying to make up a whole new retail chain industry. We are staying in our lane and doing what we do well. So I do believe as far as moving forward, we look at every opportunity to think about what services we could offer the community that we know that we do well within our walls that we could expand and become, again, self-reliant in this market. It's tough times right now in our industry. So one question just occurred to me. You mentioned that this is in the former convention commercial kitchen, and it's a different location. I was just wondering whether if it's the physical location or the idea that you're picking up this meal from an organization that provides senior care services. Is there also a payoff in terms of raising visibility in the community while nursing homes are facing this reputational onslaught? You're doing something positive and maybe more people have an interaction with the brand. And so there's a payoff there too. I hope so. I really hope so, Kim, that we're bringing more awareness to what is happening in the skilled nursing facilities. You mentioned the servicing, what we're really doing to promote this within our community, our entire campaign is around eat well and give back. So why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I get great quality of food from somewhere where I know those dollars going back to care for people within my own community, as opposed to maybe going to the next caterer where that is not occurring. So Mm -hmm. I really think that it resonates with people. They know they're giving back to an organization that has been in their backyard for 100 years. So they know we have cared for their loved ones. The odds of throwing a stone in our region and hitting somebody that we actually cared for is pretty good. So I I think that we are known in this area for caring for people. Our sisters have started this again 100 years ago, and we are simply trying to carry on the mission. All right. Well, I love that you're chipping away at it in a small way that could have really major impact. I'm going to ask you one last question to finish because you talked about the innovative unconventional menu. Is there something you've purchased from the program or even sampled that you really love to eat? So I will tell you that I'm not a seafood lover, so I can't say anything about that. However, we have in my family, we have ordered almost every single meal on the menu. So, and they have specials. So some of ours were this fancy summer special, but I think the latest one has a balsamic chicken. Oh, I forget the name of it. But I think everything on the menu is great, but the baked goods. <laughs> Problematic? <laughs> well, sinfully delicious. Let's just say that. Okay, that's, that's a better marketing line. <laughs> terrific, terrific. 
All right. Well, thank you again, Patty, for being here and, and sharing some of the details on the program. We wish you the best of luck with it, and, and we'll try to follow along with the story. But for now, I'm Kim Marcellus with McKnight's. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers podcast. For the latest in long-term care news, visit McKnight's.com.